Hello. Hi. Hello. You're dressed like a um, 1960s housewife. 1960s. I feel like I'm also kind of like 1990s Ken doll. Do you know what? It's like nine. It's like the evolution from 1960s housewife into the Ken doll. But that's literally been my aesthetic lately. I'm very inspired by uh, that, like um, Juno Birch. Mm. Uh, Mars Attacks look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all lots of pastels. Yeah. Soon you're going to come in here with a full face of blue makeup and like little little dots on your glasses. I love her. If I had the patience for makeup, I would try it. Oh, I've been getting into Trixie Mattel recently. I've been watching a lot of her videos because she's uh, so is funny. so funny to me because I am obsessed. I love Trixie and Katya. And you, you know, know they're going to be here probably by the time this airs. Oh, because you know, like I, I don't watch Drag Race just because I, it's... You know, that I've been talking about, I'm not really into reality TV in kind of any format. But there's something about her that I really, re- I really respond with, that like sort of the way she talks and and it's very one-to-one, like on her channel. And I've, I find that really, really nice. Because she's quick. Her yeah. humor is quick. You should watch Trixie Motel. It's one of the best. Like, um, I just loved it. Yeah. Um, so she's great. So, but I guess the first little update is that you and I just did a live show. Oh my god, yes, weeks right? ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we haven't been in the studio since. No, so, I mean, um, that was kind of wild. We got asked to do a live show at Cinema Queer, which is the biggest um, queer film festival, I think, in Scandinavia. And uh, they very kindly asked to come and um, perform. And it was the first time that we've ever, we've done this live. And it was kind of nerve-wracking beforehand. Well, we it was different for us. The idea of us performing God. makes us feel like we went up there and did a tap dance or something. And it felt like that, actually, at times. Um, but I was really nervous beforehand. I was like, how is this going to go? And I wasn't worried about how many people would show up because I feel like I can entertain two people, I can entertain a hundred. That, that doesn't matter to me. I just thought that maybe I was going to get like brain, like a block or something, and then I just wouldn't be able to be funny or in, or interesting. But it was funny because you were saying the whole time up until we actually got on stage, you were like, I'm fine. This is going to be great. No, I, was I so can't calm. wait. Yeah, you were so calm. And the moment you were telling me, the moment you got on stage, you were just like, oh no. <laughs> well, I just like, actually, when you, I mean, yeah, of course, it's our first time. Mm. You're hit with the reality of like, oh my God, am I as funny in person as I am maybe behind this microphone? Yeah. And you I was know, thinking like, like... And I'm like telling stories that are very graphic almost. Yeah. And um, I was sort of thinking like, how how well do we edit? Like, do we basically edit ourselves so that we we become funny? Yeah. <laughs> that was what I'm worried about because we, you know like we've maybe mentioned it a couple of times these episodes come out they, they're usually like an hour and a half or whatever or 30 minutes for the dear what but when we record they're like literally two and a half hours and we have to yeah. like edit them down so i think we were a bit worried about like they were giving us an hour and we had an hour but um it was a success it was so much fun yeah yeah it was great i uh i want to do more and i think in the next upcoming year we should do more yeah we're gonna get out there and so people are gonna have to start traveling to come see us yeah like a real like on a real rock star tour <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so I got a question from a listener, um, and it was this. People sent us some really stupid questions. I feel like this is the episode where we vent a little bit, just simply because I've been getting a lot of stupid messages. Yeah, <laughs> no, me too. Um, but this this question is: Do you have sex with your listeners? Do we have sex with our, our listeners? listeners? Well, I'm just thinking about even in the live show, how many people you've had sex with at the live show. Yeah, actually, if I thought about it, yeah, there were, yeah, yeah, a couple of people showed up for me. 
I would say like it's so, you know, in Sweden, it's easy to put people in a box. Like this is a person I've had sex with. And so we never talk again, or this is the person that I'm friends with. So we never have sex with like, Mm. there's a different type of compartmentalization that Mm. happens in Sweden. Um, I would say it's rare. Those people who you can fuck and still be friends with and, Mm. and who will come to your live show and that you see more than once. Mm. Um, but I mean, certainly there are those people who, I've hooked up with who are also like, and I'm also a big fan of the pod. I feel like for me, it's more like I'm planning. <laughs> there's some I've been talking to, and we're like, oh, hello. I mean, there's like someone that you and I both talk to that behind the scenes were a bit like, ooh, that'd be nice. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, it's like a to be confirmed is the answer I'm going to give you. I mean, there's mm. people definitely I've had sex with. I don't know if there's anyone that's approached me because they've listened and they didn't know me in any other capacity. And then we had sex. That hasn't happened yet. However, I've had a lot of people be like, oh, my God. Joshua and Tom, like, all I want to do is hear them speak all the time, every day, and I will come every time they speak. Like, I want one of them in my left ear and one of them in my right ear. Just like... Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. I get a lot of people who love your accent. Thank ya. Yeah, and I monitor the social media, so I'm always getting... I'm always filtering the messages first, (laughs) I feel like, from that... Yeah. Uh, but this actually gets me into, um, you know, you were just saying that um, you've been getting some ridiculous messages recently. These things are so connected. Like there are people who message me on Grindr who say that they've listened and which is so lovely that people would reach out at all, no matter the no matter the platform. Um, but you were saying you've been getting some sort of weird messages recently. What was that about? Oh, my God. Well, I mean, I honestly do believe that a lot of it is I- I've been getting a lot of like anti-America messages. In really? Sweden. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What the yeah. fuck can they say here? Look at our I fucking government. I had this one guy who reached out to me, and he was like, "Hey, sexy, blah 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 blah." And I and I went to his profile, and he said, "Everyone but Americans." And I was like, very distinctly have it, America on my profile, like I'm an American living in Sweden. And he started chatting, and then he must have then gone to my profile. And then looked, yeah. And then goes, oh, I see you're an American. You should have just left that detail out. And I was like, well, it's not like my personality, but it's just like a, hi, I'm from here. Like, I'm not from Sweden message. I mean, that's not weird. Everybody writes on, loads will write on their profiles, like, I speak these languages. I'm from here. Well, it's more just like, it's not like, I'm proud. It's just a, a fact. Yeah, and then almost immediately, like, the conversation switched, and he was like, go back to your fucking country, like, you're not welcomed here, do you even speak Swedish, nobody likes you, go back. And I'm like, the irony of this, because I think it's now that there's this sort of racist wing that's in politics Mm -hmm. in Sweden, I feel like everybody feels emboldened now here, kind of like what we were experiencing in, like, 2015 in the U.S. Mm. I'm seeing a lot of that same sort of bubbling to the top of like feeling like you can speak your mind easily Mm. but the irony is like they're like anti-america and doing the same things that were happening (laughs) in the u.s exactly but like five years ago and so i that was a really weird one for me because like i kind of didn't know what to where to sit with that because it wasn't really that he was racist it wasn't that he was sizist it wasn't that he was sexist or anything he was just particularly anti-American. He was anti-American. particularly <laughs> anti-American. And yeah. on Grinder, you don't think that 
people give a fuck about like that kind of thing. Like I never have, have felt that. But recently I've noticed a couple people curious or yeah, saying things like that. And I don't know what the deal is with that. But that was like a very like moment of pause for me. A dick is a dick, please everybody. Yeah, well, um, who cares if it's American or yeah. I want to say that um just as a general rule on Grinder, if anyone writes anything negative even if it's legitimate it like immediately puts me a little bit off you know when you get if you go onto a profile whether it's on scruff grinder recon like any of these places and they write a whole fucking list of all the things they don't like not into don't want to see no fats no femmes no this no that i just immediately find that so unattractive it's like it's not that i'm saying that we always have to put our best foot forward in, in order for others to like interact with us but i feel like it's just such a shit start it's like why don't you just start with some positivity i don't know if you want people to read your like to talk to you yeah. Do you know what i mean yeah 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 i've been getting quite i mean i get I, I actually just don't ask those people now like if i someone messages me and they send me like a fairly nice message and they're hot and i'm into it but then i look at their profile and it's just like loads of negativity i just don't reply i just haven't got time <laughs> yeah. because what i I'm well, also like it's almost like i turn into a caveman when i'm open grinder i become primal yeah, lizard brain. I don't really give a fuck about your upbringing. I don't really give a fuck about your state of mind. Like I'm horny. <laughs> like I really, yeah. I really don't need to hear your life story to fuck you. Mm, exactly. Like I mean, come on, can we just chill? Like holy shit. I think because for me, it's like when I see those, it immediately makes me irritated, and I know that the interaction that I'm going to have with this person is only going to come from irritation. So I'm like. There's no point even getting started. It's not going to go well. And I got stuff, other stuff to do. Yeah. Um, but I had a, it was funny. I had an interaction. Um, wasn't necessarily similar, but it was a negative one. So this guy messages me. He's very cute and hot and sexy and all the things I like. And I'm very excited. You know, when you start talking to someone, you like, it's going well. And you're like, oh, this is nice. The first thing he says is like, um, oh, I love your podcast. And I was like, good start. That's very nice. Thank you. And then he goes, oh, no, wait, sorry. I meant to say, I really like your podcast, sir. So I was oh, like, oh, okay. So yeah. he's okay. So he's all clued in about what's happening. And he's telling me all the things that he's interested in, sexually, whatnot. And we're having a really good back and forth. We talk a little bit about the podcast. We talk about BDSM. Everything's going great. And I'm feeling excited. And usually when it gets to that point where I'm like, oh, we could be doing some planning, then I would I prefer to sort of come off grinder personally just because so many people fuck me around and i'm bored of it it's like if we're gonna plan i'd rather just have your number and then we can be serious about it so i was like do you have whatsapp he's like i don't use whatsapp i was like okay do you use instagram or twitter he's like no i don't have those and i was like hmm someone who doesn't have any social media that's a big fucking red flag i was like well do you have like a regular number and the moment i text that he just blocked me and i was like oh and i got i think he was a fakey fakeums like i don't think he was a i'm as in i think his pictures weren't him Right, because when you put the pedal to the metal, you really didn't want to perform. No, and we were talking about meeting up. So it's like, well, okay. Um, so if you're listening, you're on fucking blast. Yeah. <laughs> don't waste my time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I also don't really understand why you would waste your time being fake on, on that. Like, how exhausting? Like, I have other things to do. Yeah. Like, if you're not into me, that's one thing. But why do I have to go through some rigmarole? Oh, the hoops we got to jump to through. To prove. And oh. then spend an hour on the app talking about, like, the things I'm going to do to you. Like, it just doesn't even make sense why I would if the yeah. goal is to eventually... I think for meet. a lot of people, it's about fantasy. They basically want to have an interaction with someone that they think is hot. And it's basically just jerk-off material, I think. 
is like basically what they're doing. Mm, it's like they create interactive porn. It's essentially interactive porn, I think. Um, so I guess that's it. And um, people are entitled to that, but then you need to be clear about it. Like you know, on, on your profile, you can just say that you're just into chat rather than like meeting or you know whatever. So. Yeah, I think this like harks back all the way back to the first episode when um, you told the story of the pizza man. If you haven't heard the story, go listen to episode number one. It's um, it's a riot, let's say. Mm. And it basically turned out that guy was a feeder, which is like, fine, people are into that, but he told you nothing. Yeah. And then just sort of lured you to his apartment and then sprung it on you. It's like, we all just need to be honest about what it is we're into. Yeah. And you'll be surprised once you start being honest. How many other filthy filths are around lurking behind all the doors, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening, like, it just means just be honest. Yeah. Like, just be honest with what your intentions are. Like, let's not waste anyone's time. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, be honest, but also open, I think, is also what we're saying. Then you'll be surprised by how many people will really accept you for who you are if you just be honest about it. Keep fucking. Keep fucking. I understand that we have a um, a voice message that you would like to play us. I really liked the episode about uh, the open relationship and polyamory because it's really interesting that we get like both point of views, like Spencer and Billy, who are still very new to it. And then you have Joshua and Tom, who are really like they have a lot of experience in it. Because me and Philip, my boyfriend, we are kind of between your two, like your two relationships. I can understand Spencer's fears because I had the same like a year ago. I was really, I wanted it, but I was really scared because it was so new to me. And it makes me really excited to hear Joshua talking about it because I see it's possible and it works. And also because of your podcast, like I told my boyfriend about it and then we talked, started talking about polyamory, which like I couldn't imagine before. So your podcast really helped us like to, to start talking about this stuff. And about, yeah, one small thing is like you always say like Stockholm is a small town, but you should come to Luxembourg because he has like, if you go to, to our main like, like capital city, you see all the people from Grinder, from back when I used Grinder. It's like we're like a small village of fifty people here. It's kind of sad. <coughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so cute! Thank you so much. I for your love. Message. First of all, I love the inability to say. In my opinion, the most common, I'm sorry, I love you, I love your name, the most common name in the English language is Joshua, mm. or, yeah, and it just is so adorable <laughs> that he cannot say Joshua. <laughs> and we're not, and we're not making fun of you. No, 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 no. No, because I know who this person is, and he speaks so many languages, and I know that the sound j and the sound sh exists in all the languages oh, he speaks. Oh, okay. So I think there's just sort of a glitch happening. 
Okay, yeah, Luxembourg. I, I, yeah, yeah. He's from Luxembourg, and he speaks Luxembourgish, which is like a combination, I think, of German and French. He speaks German. He speaks French. He speaks English. Smart. Um, I will say one side note before we get started and dive into this. Um, I know so many people who are shocked, like that you are in a non-monogamous mm. relationship, or they're shocked that you would be open to that, or that. They're shocked that you are um, a filthy boy. Mm, that like pawn. Like there's one, I have this one friend who we know, who we might bring onto the podcast actually, who's like, Joshua's so earnest. Can I joke about sexual things with Joshua? Because mm. he listened to one episode. Mm. And I was like, are we talking are about the same person? <laughs> really? Really? Mm. You, so many people view you as like the most earnest like God-fearing man, I think. But do you know what it is? I think, and this is not, I'm not shitting on anyone about this. I think it's because for the longest time, we have connected earnestness and wholesomeness um, with not being filthy, being um, open, sec- like uh, sexually minded, etc., etc. I think for a long time, we've basically seen those as two separate things. That if you're somebody who is like, earnest and whatnot you can't also be someone who's like a filthy whore right you have to be a mindless bimbo slut exactly and and i'm not and i'm i'm saying that's automatic i'm not saying that they that they're making any judgments about me i just think the way we're socialized i honestly think they might be oh maybe they are (laughs) (laughs) no but i take that fully as a compliment because i feel like i can inhabit both those people i can be someone who is wholesome and earnest and open and about my feelings about things but i'm also a filthy slut and that's I'd, why we love you, though. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't no. think I don't think it's a negative thing. I was re-listening actually to um, uh, when we had my boyfriend Tom on and and uh, your boyfriend Billy on, and Tom was saying he's like I identify as a slut, and I don't and I don't see that as a problem. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And I was rethinking too. about that, and I was like, that's right. There's so many words in our lang- in our language that we just sort of like they have such a connotation around them. You see, you hear the word slut, and you think like, oh, what a Dirty, dirty girl. Yeah, yeah. Stay away Mind from her. Mindless little bimbo. Oh. Um, so, um, but that being yes. said, I think it's we also got a lot. Of, I mean, the monogamy versus polyamory versus everything in between episode that we had recently mm. was probably one of the most engaged with episodes. And I think what was so interesting about that is that it applied to all different types of relationships. It's not just a queer thing. Like, I think a lot of people are just interested in that topic as relationships begin to evolve and, and the, the norms are also shifting. It's so universal at like the experience of being in a relationship with somebody else and struggling with how to how to make your relationship work because all of us are so like it's a dichotomy we're all so unique but at the same time we're all kind of the same like we all make the same mistakes and we all you know we all we're all trying our best and I think it's could probably be kind of refreshing when you meet someone who's doing it like differently to how you thought was the only way you could have a relationship. Not to like yeah. talk us up or anything, but I think that's why well, we got a lot of response to it. Well, and I think that a lot of people did also comment that it was because, like, you do have experience with it. You and Tom have experience with it. And Tom and I, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not dating Tom. <gasps> oh my God. Billy and I don't. Mm. And so it's two sides of the coin, mm. both having experience in both, but mine is just a little, and mine and Billy's is just a little bit uh, newer. 
But in, I think on that spectrum, and I think a lot of people responded to that, and I think that it's amazing to hear that other people are also having these conversations as a result of that episode, and that's really special. Mm. I actually think that people really responded to how I don't want to use the word courage or bravery. It's not what I mean, but like, but the fact that you two would come on when your relationship is relatively new, and then it, you're, it's even newer that you've decided to be open, and you're like sitting on a podcast talking about it and just sort of letting it all hang out and be like, okay, how do we, you know, like we are trying this thing, and that's like a really, I think that's a an amazing thing to do because you're putting yourself in a pretty vulnerable position, and for most people, their relationships, like the 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 um, it's like you know when you t- like you take the back off a computer like from the nineties yeah, and you see all the wires and everything so out there in the open. Yeah, it's like I don't know why that's the only thing I could think of, but it's sort of like you're you're exposing your relationship so early on to talk, you know, and saying to other people like this is something that we're trying and we're making mistakes, we're trying new things. Da, da, da. And I think people respond to that kind of openness, you know. Yeah, I think it's so funny because like everyone fears being vulnerable and everyone fears this idea of of being transparent but i have not received any backlash maybe from my mom but i mean i have not received any backlash of being transparent about my life and my relationship structure like people are curious people want to know more and i think that's really the irony of you know keeping so locked tight about shame not sharing anything yeah. or like doing something that's maybe unconventional to many I think that uh, you close yourself off from those conversations and continuing to evolve. So, I have not read. I have not really, yeah, seen any sort of negative response, especially after that episode. I think that is actually kind of like the the tr- the um, trickery. I don't know about shame. Yeah, is that you know we th- we 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 live. We're so close to our own lives, and we live inside our own vulnerabilities and shame that we like the only outcome we can really you know we're all sort of apocalyptic in the way that we think about things and often you find that when you are open about things people will receive you and they'll listen to you and and then best case scenario they're really interested and they got questions and they're you know they're um, all proud of you or whatever i mean yeah for me i mean i get a lot of compliments from people about how open i am but but, but i've been this way for a long time and it's not a difficult thing for me um and but I was really sort of, I think that you two really deserve kind of like the the compliments for coming onto the episode and sort of talking so openly, like putting yourself in a very vulnerable position. I think a lot of people wouldn't do that some months into a relationship. So yeah. I think people really responded to that for sure. Yeah, I think um, we still have a long way to go, but I, I would say absolutely. Oh, Billy. Yeah, Billy. Oh, Billy. Oh, Billy. Thanks for calling in and and saying that about, because, you know, it really does help us to reflect and, uh, yeah, we're continuing to grow every day. Yeah, we love to hear your thoughts. You know, it's so nice when you are directly inspired by our part. I mean, that's basically why we do this is like when people have a like a visceral reaction or it makes them feel like they can make a better choice about something. That's really rewarding. So thank you for sharing with us. So, that was today's episode. That's it. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Do you know what? Sometimes we do do that. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I think we, in fact, I think we probably need to do that more often. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to Downtown Camper for letting us record here again. Please go follow us on Instagram. It's at uh, a Pod, A-W-A-T-M-O-P-O-D. There's a link tree in our um, 
in our bio where you can find uh, some important links like donating if you have the extra coins thank you very much and we'll see you next week for a longer episode yeah bye are we about to make it out